I've been telling a lot of Thanksgiving jokes recently, and my family told me to cut it out, but I just couldn't quit cold turkey. Yeah. This is our Thanksgiving episode. Yeah, oh, oh, we're doing a Thanksgiving episode. Yeah, next week is back. Thanksgiving. Next week is Thanksgiving. This episode is going to come out on Tuesday. Thursday is Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah, it is, isn't it? That makes sense. Yes. Well, that's, you know what? This is a great start. Let's not, let's, let's instead of quitting cold turkey, begin hot turkey. Attention, bad jokes, dad jokes, and puns that just don't work. The doctor will see you now. Hello, everyone. My name is Evan DM. I am the host of Evan DM's Joke Doctor, the podcast that you're listening to right now. And what happens on this podcast is my co-host, Sarah, Hello. finds jokes on the internet and reads them to me. I try to guess the punchline, and then we talk about the joke. If we can improve it, I go on little rants about the way that I think that jokes should be. I mean, that's the long and short of it. You're fully caught up, and you're ready to listen. Uh, if this is your first episode... Cool. That's awesome. I I didn't expect that. If this is your second episode, great. Good job keeping up. If you've listened to every episode up to this point, I love you. <laughs> um, do we have any emails? We got an email from Claire. Hi, Claire. Hello, Claire. Um, about the cat going to medical school joke. Mm-hmm. Claire suggested uh to clean up the setup to say why did the fox send their baby to medical school and then keep the punchline as to become a first aid kit and claire says it's not groundbreaking it just feels cleaner yeah it definitely is because that's one of the things that i saw when looking at miriam webster was uh that kit is a baby fox and so like even even the saying fox sending their baby makes a lot more sense because when you bring the parent into it, then you kind of have a better excuse for why you would be talking about a baby because like kid parents call their kids babies, like no matter how old they are, you know, my baby or whatever. So, um, yeah, I think that's much cleaner and I guess it does technically mean that you would have to know that a baby Fox is called a kit for the punchline to work. Um, but again, you can't really, you, maybe that's just society's fault for not knowing that information, you know? It's hard to say. Thank you, Claire, for sending your email in. I know that Claire's been listening for a while, and I don't know if she sent an email before. So if the joke is not groundbreaking, then the participation surely is. Claire has sent emails before. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> thanks for keeping up the good work then, Claire. And you know what? I feel like we've talked about this email before because it's from October 5th. Which, what is it? Hello, Evan and Sarah. Today I have been catching up on episodes I've missed, and I heard a joke that was something about a farm animal's favorite karate move, the answer being lamb chop. For some reason, I've been trying to think of a way to make it better, and I don't know if this does it, and I also couldn't retain in the moment if one of you said this, so if you already did, sorry, but what does the karate instructor say to keep the say to the sheep when encouraging them to break a board in class? Lamb chop. It's not really good or interesting even, but I, f- <laughs> but I feel like it might just be a little cleaned up from the original. Anyway, big fan. Love the podcast. 
That's good. I like that Claire says in both emails how big of a fan she is of the podcast. I think that that's uh, more people should say that in more emails generally, even unrelated to our podcast. Just say how big a fan they are of our podcast when emailing their boss, you know, about reports that need to get done or whatever, you know. Yeah, for sure. I think that's good practice. Um, you want to get started on these jokes? Who should you invite to your Friendsgiving? Who should you invite to your Friendsgiving? I mean, everybody. Your friends. Huh. That's it. That's the whole setup. Yeah. Um, who should you invite to your Friendsgiving? Is it like, is it like Phoebe, Chandler, Joey? No. So it's not the cast of Friends? No. And it's not just your own friends, which would just be the answer. What's another word for friends? Another word for friends. Um, pals? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, well, um, is, it, is the punchline your pals? Not quite. Oh. Oh, God. It must be like a, ter- a, a Thanksgiving food-related thing. Not a food. Not a food. A Palgrims? Yeah. No, it's not palgrims. It's your close group of palgrims. <laughs> you know what? You know what? I hate that. I think it's really bad. But you know how white women are always saying, like, I found my tribe. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And how it's problematic because they often use, like, Native American imagery with it. They should start calling it palgrims. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I think that that's... The problem is palgrim doesn't rhyme with bride. Oh, 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 yeah. Like, but it's one letter off from pal. Well, I mean, it's once it's very close to groom. So maybe it's like, maybe there's something that like bride and pal. Nope, that's not it. Um, hmm. As always, I want to get people involved. Edjdpodcast at gmail.com if you have an idea for what we can do to convince people to start using palgrim. For their terrible, gaudy, middle America white people weddings. Hmm. I don't know. I'm just sort of like ruminating on Palgrim because it obviously doesn't work. Like it doesn't really sound like Pilgrim. I think it's just kind of confounding. It's very confusing to me. Like obviously it's just Pill and Pal, but like I don't know what to do with it other than give, other than try and like offload it onto gaudy wedding celebrations like maybe it's like a maybe it's a kid thing maybe it's like like it's it's like the thanksgiving play but for kids it's like the name of a summer camp or something do you have anything i don't know i can't think of anything the amount of weed you give to your friends <laughs> a palgrim mm-hmm. <laughs> a palgram um, yeah, I mean, honestly, if we're just changing the vowels wildly in the word, then I kind of like it. I kind of like that. Um, what's the next joke? What type of music did the pilgrims listen to? Oh, God. <laughs> I forgot we're doing all pilgrim jokes. Well, Thanksgiving jokes. I guess they're not all pilgrims. What kind of music? I mean, it's got to be Plymouth Rock, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I don't hate that because, like, if they did listen to rock music, it would just be in Plymouth. It would be like saying Boston rock or something like that, you know. Yeah, that classic Boston rock. I mean, they did more than a feeling. Um, you get like Midwest emo. There are like some genres are like location based. 
I bet that there's like a like a bar or something that does like a battle of the band style thing out in that area called Plymouth Rock. Do you want to see the picture? Yeah, of course I do. It's it's just a sort of classic painting of of Thanksgiving. Of like the traditional first Thanksgiving, but then it's got a little tag in the top left corner. Like it's it says music. <laughs> Which I like I would have I mean if they like edited like guitars and stuff into all of those people's hands I would get it but it's sort of just like just so you know for reference this is the pilgrims that I'm talking about specifically have you ever been to Plymouth Rock no probably not been to Massachusetts much I've only ever driven through Massachusetts to get to Connecticut which I think is an underrated experience of Massachusetts because then you don't it's only like 30 minutes you don't have to spend a lot of time there you're in and out you know, um, I think the longest amount of time I've spent in Massachusetts is when we stopped to get gas. Yeah. And that's like a good experience. You know what I mean? They do have cheap gas. It's always good. To, always good. That's why I stopped there. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I have seen Plymouth Rock, both as a teen and an adult, and it doesn't really get better. It's just a sort of rock in a cage in a hole next to the water. Um, have you seen the Liberty Bell? I have, yeah. It's much smaller than you think it should be. Hmm. I think a lot of these historical sites and artifacts get hyped up too much for what they end up being. Yeah. I went to Virginia near Colonial Williamsburg. They got people dressed up in old clothes. I've been there. There, There's also one sort of near Plymouth, and I find them kind of spooky. Yeah. Like, you can feel the racism still there. Yeah. Because some of the people are, like, dressed up as natives and stuff like that. They're all sticking to the narrative, you know. What I hate most is when they say Indians. Yeah. Because, like, they're natives. They're not Indians. And the whole reason why... People call Native Americans Mm -hmm. Indians is because stupid Christopher Columbus thought he was going to India. And so when he landed here and saw the people, he was like, oh, yeah, the Indians. And we have since learned that that dumbass didn't make it to India. So we should not. (laughs) I think we knew then he didn't make it to India. But what aggravates me more is when I was taking a diversity class in undergrad Uh because they make journalism students of all people take the diversity class makes sense the business majors don't need it journalism Mm. majors definitely do they're too busy diversifying their portfolios um but my professor when i expressed what i just said my professor said well we can just call them american indians like (laughs) no that would be somebody from india who lives in america now or like part of a diaspora that's not an, an alternative word for Native Americans. Yeah. Like, I mean, realistically, I think like what I've heard is that, you know, you call them what their group of people is. Yeah. Like calling it, you know, it, when you think about it, it's like the amount of space and number of different cultures as Europe has. And, you know, we normally refer to people kind of more regionally. You know, we even like have a difference between Eastern and Western Europeans. Yeah. You know, I mean, we do say Europeans, but... That's um, it's one of those like weird things where people just kind of have this 
tie to calling things what they called them as a kid and like not really thinking about whether or not they should change that and just getting very annoyed for no reason yeah. why they shouldn't. Imagine getting annoyed when you could just learn and get better. Yeah. Couldn't be me. Just get a, just find a new word. Yeah. Yeah. It's easy. Uh, there are so many words out there. Like surely if they're a journalism professor, well, I guess, no, they're in a diversity class, but. Well, she had like three communications degrees and like several PhDs, like mm. wasn't really in the journalism industry. It was more like in the communications industry. Right. And quite frankly, this woman didn't need to be teaching this diversity class um, as a white financially well-off well-educated woman her only hint of diversity was that she was a lesbian and had a beautiful wife <laughs> the diversity was how hot her wife was yeah um but no she this professor let me tell you <laughs> i get a feeling you're gonna let me have she, it she would make me so aggravated and i would leave her class and i would go to my uh my medieval civilizations class afterwards where I was friends with that professor and I would just rant about the professor beforehand and I would just take all of that first 15 minutes be like between classes just mm -hmm. ranting at this professor and she would be like I have to talk to the other students <laughs> <laughs> like no you have to hear what I have to say but the device the diversity professor she one day she made this big deal she was like the first time Anybody comes over to my house, the first thing we do is sit down and watch the first episode of Blackish. <laughs> what? Yeah. That's insane. That is insane. This woman also follows me on Twitter, so I don't know if like if she there's a the possibility that she'll hear this podcast, but if she does, like fine. I mean, honestly, if we're getting people who follow us on Twitter listening to the podcast, that's a win That's, for us. Yeah, you know. You know, I'll take it. Yeah. Maybe she was just waiting on the AP style guide to update and say something other than Indians. Who knows? I'm like 99% sure the AP style guide does not say. For people who don't know, the AP style guide is a publication. It's the Associated Press and it's like the standard for journalistic writing. Yeah. So it um, has all the like things that you're supposed to call stuff, how you capitalize words, like if a word should be used or not used in favor of another word. Yeah, they changed it back in 2019. And so the previous entry, yeah, so it's still pretty recent. I guess you yeah. were in school then. Yeah, I mean, I was... I also have the most recent AP Style Guide that I... Just kind of took last year when I was TAing because they were passing it out to the new, the incoming uh, journalism graduate students. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I want one of those. I think that people just generally pay so much money for school. Even if you're in grad school, even if you have a scholarship, you're paying enough money. You should just take stuff. I think everyone should just take stuff from their college because the big takeaways are the things that you take yourself. What is the next joke? AP also revised its entry on Native Americans, where the previous entry allowed for the use of Indian to refer to Native Americans or American Indians. The terms themselves are a matter of preference. The new entry says it should not be used as shorthand for American Indians and should be reserved for people from South Asia or the nation of India. So even the AP style guide says don't call them Indians. 
Cool. Well, yeah. now all of our podcast listeners will know that. And if they get it wrong, <laughs> I will first grant them a little bit of grace because they need to learn things. But mm-hmm. if they continue to get it wrong, yeah. then I'll be mad at them. Yeah. And we'll go to your house and we'll... Uh, I, I'll just yell at you. We'll yell at you. We're not going to like hurt you, obviously. Maybe emotionally a little bit. <laughs> Only enough so that you... So that you learn. So you get it. Okay. What's the next joke? On Thanksgiving, what does dad have in common with a baseball player? Hmm. Ooh. What does dad have in common with a baseball player? I mean, like... Think of your dad. My dad. It could just be, it just says dad. It doesn't say a dad or your dad. It just says dad. It just says, what does dad? Mm -hmm. Okay. So on on Thanksgiving, what does dad have in common with a baseball player? Not working a job. So true. Yeah. The season's over for a while. Dad's been retired since I was in high school. So... Randy living the dream. He's he's living the dream. So I get, yeah, living the dream, I suppose. Um, The field of dreams, if you will. Yeah. We actually have pictures of us walking out of, not the one in Iowa, but there's a cornfield at the Baseball Hall of Fame that we walked out of. That's cute. Very cute. Are you holding hands? Uh, No. I think we just did it after each other. Okay. Um, I don't remember. I'll have to find that. I was going to say, like, cleaning up, because he would clean up the food, and also the fourth batter in, in the lineup is the cleanup. So I was seeing if there was a connection there. No. Hmm. What do they have in common? Can I have like a hint or something? Something physically on a baseball field. Okay. Um, catch, run, slide, hit, swing, throw. They throw up. No. No. That's, yeah, dad wouldn't do that. Hmm. Pop up. No. Because because he's awake. My pop, he's up. Something physical you do in a field. No, something physical on a field. Oh, something physical on a field. Oh. Mound, base, bag, pl- uh, oh. He clears the plate? Like No. He- they're both likely to fall asleep between plates. What? They're both likely to fall asleep between <laughs> plates. What? No, don't repeat it. I know what you're saying. I'm incredulous because what are they talking about? And on Thanksgiving, um, you eat one plate of food and then I know. you go take a nap. That's and not the one I'm confused about, okay? I, the other one, it's... Um, yeah, no, I want you to explain that one. It's when your um, batter's actually not that great. Uh-huh. And so everybody's just kind of sticking around at the same. There's no progress happening. So you just kind of like fall asleep between. Plate. Yeah. Plates. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What's hard for me about this is that between plates, like plates isn't a th- like there's home plate and there's like plate appearances or like at the plate or over the plate or something like that. But there's. But like between plates isn't anything. And also, why would the player maybe, be? Maybe they mean like between plate appearances. Because, yeah, you could probably snooze for a second between yeah. plate appearances. They must mean that. But it is just like, like there's got to be. 
<laughs> There's got to be a better way. Has this ever happened to you? You hear a joke about one of your favorite sports that just misunderstands the terminology of the sport so wildly that you could not possibly understand what they mean. Okay, how about this? I mean, it doesn't really have to be a Thanksgiving joke, but do they always make umpires serve food on Thanksgiving? They're good at catching. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. That's not what the umpire, the umpire does. doesn't do that. Um, um, uh, they, I don't know. Uh, because they watch over the plate. You could also do, or why do they make the pitcher give food on Thanksgiving? Because he serves over the plate. Yeah. You know, why do pitchers make such great lunch ladies? They're great at holding things. Because <laughs> they're great at holding things. Because um, like a pitcher, the container that you put liquids in. That's smart. That's smart. I know. Um, uh, Do you want to see the picture? Sure. Yeah, let me let me see that picture. This is a guy. But you can't see his in front of eyes. A yeah, no, it's a guy from the sort of bottom of the eyes down holding what looks like a really small fork. It's uh it's the carving set, a carving oh, fork and knife. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Carve a turkey. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. This is a picture from somebody's actual like it, kitchen house. This is not a stock image. It feels like it, yeah. All right. What's next? What was the turkey thankful for on Thanksgiving? Everyone filling up on sides. No. Uh, thankful for the life that it had had up to that point. No. Um, what was it? What was a turkey thankful for? The stuffing. I, I suppose a quick and painless death. No. Okay. Can I have a hint or something? Um. Um. <laughs> I thought you were just gonna say no. No, you may not have a hint. Trying to think of a hint that's just not going to give the answer. So um, is it quite basic then? Yeah. Okay. Is it like a turkey related? Like is a thing on a turkey? No. Okay. Hmm. Could be somebody not eating a turkey. Oh, vegetarians. Got it. That's what I was like. I mean, that was the like immediate sort of thought. I guess not vegetarians, but just people not eating turkey. I guess you could do that joke with, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I guess that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Um, I, I suppose the, the reason why it feels weird is like if the turkey is there on Thanksgiving, it's probably already dying. It's probably already dead. It's been cooked. You know, how it, it, I don't think it really cares how much it gets eaten once it's dead, you know? So like... People aren't really out finding the turkey and killing it on thanksgiving these days not anymore no, not like the good days people are out weeks in advance purchasing an already dead frozen turkey mm -hmm. this turkey hasn't had any thoughts about what's going on for quite some time <laughs> yeah. when this turkey was killed didn't even know it was going to be eaten on thanksgiving couldn't know no it was a beautiful spring day. How are they thinking about Thanksgiving? <laughs> spring. <laughs> They've been frozen for six months. They Probably. Don't, yeah, honestly. Yeah, that's a good point. 
Think about the food production industry in America. Mm, no thanks. It was probably pretty miserable. They probably had a pretty miserable life too. I like that most of the... <laughs> Thanksgiving special really opens up a door to just talk about miserable, terrible stuff, you know? Yeah, the thing about Thanksgiving is that it's actually kind of shitty. Yeah. Um, I don't, I'm not like a particularly big fan of it. You got another joke? Yeah, I have two more jokes. Perfect. What did dad say when he was asked to say grace? Another dad. Um, grace? Yeah. Yeah. It's a very dad thing. It's a very me thing, but I'm a lot like my dad. Yeah. Which makes sense. And mm. since you lost your beard, you're even more like a dad. Even more like my dad specifically. Yeah. I've been using this pen that has a stylus tip on it to navigate my phone. It's very fun and cool and novel. And I can Google things. I can send text messages. You heard about these? I can send tweets on twitter.com. It's amazing. I'm loving every second of it. I mean, that's a fun, it's a fun joke that sort of pays, plays off of the fact that dads just don't care about formality. You know, they're just, they're just doing the, <laughs> the idea of dads that we have on this Thanksgiving joke special so far is that they don't care about religion and also they fall asleep. That sounds pretty standard dad stuff to mm. me. I mean, at least like the dads that I enjoy. Because <laughs> the thing is, dad definitely would say grace and then eat. I mean, realistically, we wouldn't say anything. Well, no, because, well, my my grandfather is mm -hmm. a deacon. Sometimes we would do like a hold hands and have this kind of thing before we eat. But... I think that's more so just because everyone in the family is getting old. Mm. Uh, I'm, I don't remember if we did that when we were younger, but if we were, I think my dad and I were both on the same side of just bow our heads, listen, be polite. Um, but dad's the one cooking, you know what I mean? So if he's falling asleep, it's because he's been up since five in the morning baking cookies and pies and turkey and stuffing and mashed potatoes and not collard greens. Not collard greens. No, I don't think he's confident in his collard green recipe yet. Mm. Um, maybe next year. Maybe next year. Maybe this year. Maybe this year. Who knows? Guess we'll find out. I I don't know if I'll find out, but um, we got a last joke. Yeah. What did Han Solo say to Luke Skywalker <laughs> on Thanksgiving? <laughs> <laughs> what did Han? So okay, we were talking about Star Wars before this podcast, um, which was uh, an interesting kind of novel experience for me. I know very little about it. So this is what Han Solo said to Luke, Luke Skywalker. Skywalker on Thanksgiving. And Luke is Anakin's son. Yeah. So this is probably like first movie. What does Han Solo say to Luke? You know, give me a, is this going to be based off of like a famous Star Wars saying? Yes. Hmm. Okay. So, uh, Oh, God. I know that Chewbacca does the noise, which I can't do. And I always get annoyed when people do the noise. It, it's always been, like, cool. Um, not a lot of people can actually do it right. No, they can't. And it's not so interesting it's like, to listen. Right. Like, if somebody can, like, actually do it, then it's like, oh, that's neat. But if it's, like, somebody's just trying to and they can't, then it's like, shut up, you're annoying. Yeah. I know that Yoda has this sort of... Do or do not, there is no try. Sure. 
um, Darth Darth Star Wars says his name is Darth Vader. I know. I was doing a joke. Darth Star Wars well, you, says. Well, there are other Darth. Yeah, there's Darth Maul. Mm-hmm. There's Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. That's it. And then he says, Luke, I am your father. He actually says, no, I am your father. Yeah. A lot of people think it's Luke, but those people haven't actually seen the movies. And when you actually watch the movie, you see that he says, no. So um, what does Han Solo say? I think we're going to need a bigger boat. Could you tell me the, if you told me the quote, would it be very obvious what the thing was switched out? Yeah. Okay. Um, you might have to do that because I don't know if I know this quote. You definitely know this quote. I definitely know it. Everybody knows this quote. And it's something Han Solo says to Luke. It's kind of something everyone would say. Oh. But they're just picking out some characters oh, talking to each other. Oh, so is it like use the forks? It's may the forks be may with you. May the forks be with Oh. Yeah. Hmm. May the forks be with you. Yeah. That's a tough one. The salad fork and the dinner fork. All of the different forks. Mm-hmm. That's that's rough. Um, like, oh God, I don't know how to think about it. Like, what well, I think what maybe what 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 ruins it is that there's a very like well known Star Wars pun for Star Wars Day, May the Fourth be with you. And then Revenge of the Fifth. Exactly on May fifth. And both of those are quite clean Mm -hmm. uh, as far as jokes go. And um, this one is, it kind of just sounds like maybe a person who didn't know how C's were pronounced at the end of words, like had just only ever seen force written down and didn't know that it was like a S and not a K sound. Do you think they would say forky? Yeah, I do. I think it should be May the Forky be with you. And uh, it's the little fucked up spork from Toy Story 4. Yes. Yeah. With the eyes on it and everything. Mm-hmm. His name is Forky. Is it Forky? His name is Forky. And all he wants to do is go in the trash. He That's his whole thing. The whole movie is he's trying to die. He's like, I'm trash. Is that's, that the fourth one? Yeah. I don't think like the that. most recent Toy yeah. Story movie. But yeah, his whole thing. He, he says, I'm trash. I'm trash. And he just tries to go in the trash can and people take, keep taking him out. And he's like, just let me go in the trash can. I don't know if I can do anything with May the Forks Be With You other than kind of will that joke into the same place that Forky belongs and just say that's the end of the podcast. And I think I keep, I know that we keep forgetting. It keeps being so long between recordings that I forget to do best joke, worst joke. Worst joke is falling asleep between plates. Absolutely ridiculous. Uh, best joke is probably, uh, I don't know, Plymouth Rocks. Why not? What about Palgrim's? Palgrim was also quite bad, but I found some joy in it. Whereas. Falling asleep between plates, I think, was almost entirely joyless. An almost entirely joyless experience for me. My name's Evan Diem. You can find me by Googling me. Sarah is Sarah ABTW on all social media platforms. That's Sarah with an H. Obviously, if you want to listen to more content somewhat similar to this, patreon.com slash joke doctor. You can sign up for as little as 
one, two, or three dollars a month. You can also sign up for a hundred dollars a month and get a phone call with one of us. It was a joke option, but one person did it, which was fun. It's a one hour phone call. Mm-hmm. If you talk for longer than an hour, just know you've only paid one hundred dollars for those first sixty minutes. Every minute after that is just because you we enjoy talking to you on the phone. It's a friendship call afterwards. I think that's how the prison system should work as well. You get a free, you get a paid hour. And then after that, if the conversation's just going, mm-hmm. keep it going. Um, but the conversation here. Yeah, if you're is both ending. walking around Trader Joe's and then both go home and cook dinner and still talk on the phone while you're cooking dinner and then eat your dinner while still talking on the phone uh-huh. for a little while. I take it this is what happened in the phone call with yeah. Chris. Yeah. Yeah, it was like a three and a half hour phone call. Wow. What a deal. Folks, what a deal. I love Chris. Chris, we love you. Um, and Chris just said out loud, I love you too, which is great. That's so true. Absolutely. Got your ass, Chris. So what else do we do at the end of this podcast? Oh, edjdpodcast at gmail.com if you want to share something with us. And um, otherwise... If it ain't joke, don't fix it. That's the end. <laughs>